Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book One The Pirate's Plunder by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 10 Captives. Vile Vinicius was staring at the children. Bring them ashore, he ordered. Search them, then throw them into the brig. The sluice exchanged worried glances. The brig was what sailors called the prison. Zelly felt a flutter by her shoulder and was reassured. Anna and Demario were nearby, but still invisible, hidden from the pirates. The dentist forced the children into a line and marched them onto the rocky shore. Turn out your pockets, Vinicius ordered. He had no need to shout. Menace was evident in every quiet syllable he uttered. The children did so. Amongst the string and other bits and bobs were Sam's penknife and a flash of bronze drew attention to Milo's spyglass, which he clutched in his hand. You, whispered Vinicius, pointing at Milo. You've got something I want, boy. Milo stood stock still, terrified. Vinicius took a step towards the smallest sleuth. Leave him alone, you big bully, cried Zelly hotly, and she stood in front of Milo as if to protect him. Vinicius laughed coldly and gestured towards Humberto, who swiped Zelly aside with a swift blow, as if she were no more than an irritating fly buzzing around. She staggered, but Zav caught her and glared furiously at the men. Humberto grabbed the eyeglass from Milo and brandished it so Vinicius could see. "'I've wanted one of these for a long time,' Vinicius said gloatingly. "'So kind of you to share.' The children stared back at him defiantly, determined not to show him even the slightest glimpse of fear. Then they heard a strange rattling moving closer and closer. Rattle, rattle, rattle. An emaciated, mangy-looking cat with one beady, red-rimmed eye had appeared. Its moth-eaten coat of black fur had tufts ripped out of it, as if it was always fighting, and it was sidling up to the children, hissing at them. Around its neck hung a necklace of bones. With each step it took, the bones clattered against each other, making the sinister rattle the children had heard. Oh, rattling cat wants to see your new visitors, exclaimed Humberto. But almost before he could finish his sentence, rattling cat had jumped up with a snarl and swiped viciously at the air near Zelly's shoulder. The exact spot where Anna had been hovering, invisible, just a few seconds earlier. Zelly gasped and drew back, away from the cat who was spitting and hissing its fury, its one remaining eye swivelling round desperately in its socket, staring madly at the sky. "'What is it, rattling cat?' asked Vinicius, his eyes glinting. "'What can you smell? What's there that we can't see?' "'I thought I saw something in the air when I grabbed him,' added Humberto. Vinicius scanned the air, eyes narrowed, as if trying to see between the molecules above him. Sally held her breath. Stay away, Anna and Demaria, 
she repeated silently to herself. Rattling Cat was still hissing and occasionally swiping at nothing, the bones of her necklace clattering against each other menacingly. But nothing happened. Vinicius stopped sweeping his gaze across the sky abruptly. Hmm, interesting. Anything to say, children? he asked, taking a step towards Zelly, his face twisted into an ugly snarl. I'm sure you have an explanation, he added with soft menace. Not to you, replied Zelly defiantly. Oh, how courageous! mocked Vinicius. Perhaps a night in the brig will soften you up and make you more willing to talk, he said, smiling horribly. Lock em up. You'll be sorry you messed with us, added Humberto as he shoved at Sam, who was at the front of the line, to start walking towards the shack on stilts and up the roughly hewn steps. Oh, please don't, said Sophie desperately, following her brother. Please let us go. Ha! Not on your life, missy responded Humberto. The Black Cross Gang is the scourge of the seven seas, known for our brutality, he continued proudly, gesturing to the inky black tattoo which covered his wide bull-like neck. You're lucky you're just being locked up, he continued maliciously. Could have been whipped with the cat of nine tails or made to walk the plank. Oh, well he added, as if disappointed that these options hadn't been chosen. There's always tomorrow. And with a horrible laugh, he pushed them all roughly inside, slammed the door and pushed home three bolts, leaving them in the gloom. And be quiet, or else, he yelled through the wall. The children looked at each other in the semi-darkness. There were no windows, but they could hear the water a few metres below them, as well as the continued shouts from the celebrating pirates. So that's Vile Vinicius, said Sam. Yeah, replied Zav, this is a nice fix we've got ourselves into. At least they didn't discover Anna and Damaria, breathed Zelly, and Sophie gave her a hug. Thanks to your quick thinking. Well, we may as well make ourselves as comfortable as we can, said Sam practically. We should try and escape, of course, but it will be better to try it at night. I'll get Anna to take the message to Widow Hanlon that we've been kidnapped, whispered Zelly, and she whistled the signal softly. <whistles> they heard a light fluttering of wings outside, and Zelly, her face pressed to the bamboo wall, whispered, Anna, tell Widow Hanlon what's happened. We need rescuing. Roger that, came the reply. Over and out. A flutter of wings, and Anna had gone. A sudden yowl rent the air and sharp claws ripped the side of the shack. Rattling Cat was still on the prowl and she must have sensed Anna's presence. The children turned cold, but they heard a frustrated meow and the rattling of the bone necklace once more. Rattling Cat had been unsuccessful. Anna had escaped. Phew, said Milo shakily. I do not like that cat. I won't call Demaria until later, added Sophie, shuddering. I can still hear that cat stalking around outside. Sam had been moving around the shack meanwhile, checking for any weaknesses through which they might escape. Hello, what are these? he wondered aloud, pointing to a bundle of papers in the corner. They look like charts, exclaimed Zav, unrolling them. We should definitely take these with us when we escape. 
And speaking of our escape, Sam said, crouching in the corner of the shack, I reckon one of these floorboards is rotten. If we could help it on its way, we could drop down into the water and wade round the sides to the mouth of the cave. The problem is, how are we going to loosen the floorboard with the pirates nearby and that horrid cat patrolling? asked Sophie. We'll make too much noise and they'll know what we're up to. Hmm, said Sam. Why don't we sing? suggested Zelly. That would cover up the sound of you pushing the board through. Great idea, Sam replied. This could work. But we'll have to wait until it's darker. No good punching a hole in the floor and it being seen by the pirates. The children agreed that this was a sensible plan and settled down to wait for dusk. Time passed very slowly. I never really appreciated the illuminators before, said Milo. It's so dark without them. Well, that's why it's so important to save Pa's power packs from the pirates, Zelly reminded them. Imagine losing all the technology it's taken so many years to get back. Sam had pressed his eye to a crack in the wall and said, Dusk is here. It'll be pitch black in a few minutes. Let's give it a go. He got into position, his foot above the rotting floor, ready to stamp down on it. The children started singing in the quartermaster stores, memories of the last time they'd sung it on Captain Jet's boat, filling their minds, boosting them to sing even more loudly than the drunken pirates. Sam managed a couple of hefty stamps before a roar cut through their singing. Shut it! came Humberto's voice. Nearly there, whispered Sam. One more chorus should do it. The others held hands and bravely launched into A Sailor Went to CCC, while Sam gave the board a last few hard stamps. He gave the thumbs up just as another roar rent the air. Pesky brats, shut up or I will smash you! And before the sluice could respond, the shack shuddered as something with enormous force hit the side of it. Humberto had swung his vicious club at the shack. The structure swayed on its stilts, groaning. Next time, that'll be your heads. So when I say shut it, I mean shut it. Humberto snarled and he lumbered back to his guffawing pirate mates. Sam was about to beckon the children over to the hole when they heard a rattling sound that froze them in their tracks. Rattling cat. She was still on patrol. And even if it was dark, the children knew they'd never be able to sneak past her. Suddenly, Sophie sat bolt upright. Demaria, she whispered. We can make her visible again, and she can lead Rattling Cat off on a wild goose chase while we escape. Brilliant, said Sam. Let's do it. Sophie whistled for her parrot. <whistles> and they knew she'd arrived when they heard the snarling and swiping of a very sharp claws from Rattling Cat. Sophie said, Demaria. Be our decoy. Get rid of that cat. And at the same time, Zelly muttered the magic words under her breath. Fairy fee, fairy fee, prevent invisibility. Rattling cat yowled so loudly, the children jumped. The next second, the children heard the scrabbling of her claws and the frantic clanking of the bones swinging around her scrawny neck as she gave chase to the tantalising green parrot fluttering just centimetres out of her reach. The children moved quickly towards the hole. Don't forget the charts, hissed Zelly, and Sam stuffed them under his T-shirt. Right, said Sam. I'll go down first as I'm the tallest. Sav, you help the others down, and I'll catch them at the bottom. Everybody, let's go.
Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more adventures in Chapter 11, Escape. Want to read along? Super Sleuth's book one, The Pirate's Plunder, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Why not rate our podcast? See you next time. <laughs>